today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The uh, most fun part of the show every year we do the Lions Lake competition, of course, is talking to the winners, uh, which is why we try to save it for the last segment uh, because there are so many of them and so many wonderful folks. And I mentioned when we were uh, talking with them as finalists, of course, uh, over the last number of weeks on the program, that uh, I was just blown away by the, the variety of, of, of innovation that we're going here to and the level of excellence that has already been attained with some of these companies. Uh, so we're pleased to welcome them. And I'll introduce them to you in just a couple of seconds. I just want you guys to all know that uh, I predicted you all to win, okay? <laughs> and I, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, uh, the Hamilton Award, of course, uh, for Fleeky. Anita Grant, good to see you again. Uh, oh, yeah, we just, you know, grab the mics and just pass them back and forth here because we've got a lot of folks here. And I mean, just kind of pass them around here. I feel like we're doing a Jerry Springer episode. <laughs> <laughs> just control yourselves, though. Don't get rowdy, okay? Good to see you again. Yes, nice to see you also, Bill. Congratulations. Thank you. Were you thrilled? <laughs> I was ex- very excited. Yeah? And based on our last conversation, it talked about how great Hamilton is, so it was perfect fit for me. So I'm really happy. What a crowd last night, yes. I hear. It's craziness. <laughs> Uh, People's Choice Award, uh, Cole Kirshner with Age Rate. Um, and again, uh, interesting ideas, outside the box thinking. And, and uh, it's got to be gratifying to see that, so, that people just thought, yeah, this is this is a really neat idea. Yeah, for sure. It was a great event last night, and we're happy to receive the People's Choice Award. It's a good vote of confidence, especially since it's a direct-to-consumer product. Well, and we'll, we'll get into that in a couple of seconds because you guys all share that, that vision, I think. Uh, now, third-place finisher was uh, PhotoFlow. Uh, and uh, you guys... I came up with an idea, and, and again, I, I know I, I, I kind of reacted the same way when all of you guys came in. I thought, well, how come nobody's thought of this before? It seemed like such a natural idea. But you, you took an idea that we have been using for generations and, and basically monetized it and commercialized it and made it a lot easier for everybody. Yeah, just give give your customers what they want. They just want photos of themselves doing cool stuff, you know, and, and you give that to them, and then they'll market for you, word of mouth. And, and uh, you know, using software, you can make that a lot easier for businesses that had to kind of figure out their own thing before. And again, it's it's instead of having you know the, the boxes of photographs and all this sort of stuff, I mean, you guys just you provide such a fabulous service, uh, and it, it there's a dual purpose to it. I mean, individuals are, are going to be wanting to do something like this, but this is this is great for business too. I mean, if I'm running an operation, a zip line company, I want you guys. I want yeah, you guys yeah, there. Yeah, it's great for everybody. It's, what we like about it is that. Um, we're not ex- extracting value along the way. We're really just we're giving people great photos, usually for free. Businesses get the marketing benefit. It's all authentic. We're not tricking anybody. It's just you do something cool, you get cool photos, you share those photos. It's all it's all above board and, and super happy positive. It's not stuff. like the guy that takes the weird photo when you get off the roller coaster and tries to sell it to you. This is this is something altogether <laughs> yeah. different. Second place finisher, Altus Analytics. Uh, Benjamin, uh, again, now you, this is not your first idea because I know you were in the competition a few years ago. And did quite well. Uh, you've you've taken it to the next level, though. You took an idea that was to do with physical fitness and with with training, etc. But now you've just decided. Wait a second. There's a business use for this. Uh, and and I, I got to ask you where where the idea came from to actually combine and marry those two ideas. Well, thanks for having me back on, Bill. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So two years ago, we were um, competitors in Lions Lair. We got eliminated in the top 15. Uh, looking back now, I'm not surprised either. I'm surprised Dave didn't punch me in the face when I came in here. So my poor business idea. But entrepreneurs <laughs> are trained to fail. You, you know you're going to fail. Of course, exactly. And, and it's, it's just a matter of, you know, you know you're going to fail. So you just pick yourself back up and dust yourself off. You know, to quote the great uh, Cameron Haynes, you just got to keep hammering. Um, so, you know, we, we took a step back and we realized, that, you know, hey, like, no fitness, athletics and whatnot, you know, that's my passion. I'm a meathead at heart. But, you know, how is this going to make me money? 
And I couldn't really quite answer that. So I did some more digging and I thought back, you know, to my past experiences. And I remembered, you know, hey, you know, when I was working in, in ergonomics, there's a huge monetary need for this. You know, workers getting hurt are a $213 billion problem when it just comes just to joint injuries. So we realized a huge market opportunity for this. The technology we built solved a significant market gap. And we took this out to our customers. We realized, hey, we're onto something that these guys are willing to pay, you know, us a substantial amount of money for. Uh, we just kind of took that uh, ball, ran with it, and uh, here we are today. Well, it's it's people in the workplace that run workplaces are interested in this. I think you and I were talking when you were doing the segment on the show. If I'm in government, I want I want this kind of product too. I mean, you know how many millions or billions of dollars they pay in compensation costs every year? Yeah, exactly. You know, WSIB, any kind of insurance workplace insurance provider, um, this is like a huge uh, money saver for them to share. You run risk assessments. You know, you can use that data to set insurance premiums. And yeah, just get kind of objective data. You know, no one's been able to do this up until now just due to technological limitations. Now with this data, it really now takes that to the next level now. We're going to enter a new paradigm, you know, of what we can look for when it comes, you know, helping, you know, companies, governments, or just employees, you know, not just save costs, but, you know, live healthier lives. Well, you guys, uh, your, side, your idea too, Ben, and, and all of these, uh, it, it has a positive impact on bottom lines for companies and businesses, and that's one of the, the common themes I've seen through this whole thing. Our first place finisher uh, last night was uh, Mesomat, uh, and uh, and again, one of these situations where you guys uh, just looked at a situation and say, how can we make this better, and you jumped on this. Talk about it. Yeah, it was an interesting path to where we got to, um, and I think when we were chatting before, we mentioned that our original idea was similar similar to our second place finisher. It was, it was a little bit differently, and then we ended up developing these stretchable conductive fibers and uh, got some really positive feedback and kind of ran with that idea. But yeah, but what's amazing about this, we always talked about, uh, you, and you guys are all business folks and, and successful business folks, that you have to learn and be ready to pivot. Uh, as, as the business grows and opportunities present themselves. And you might, might have a five-year plan that's going to go there, but all of a sudden you, you veer off to one side because you see there's something else. You guys pivoted halfway through the, the, the enterprise here. Uh, you were trying to develop one thing, and then all of a sudden, wait, wait a second, there's a really practical use for this. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was really... It was the feedback that we received from the market that really pushed us in that direction. And that's something that you quickly learn and that certainly going through Lion's Lair and the Innovation Factory have taught us is you have to be nimble and respond quickly when you receive positive feedback. And one thing to add is that in the short term, you have to be laser focused, but in the long term, you have to be nimble. And that's the, you're always playing that game of how to be laser focused short term and how to focus on the long term and be able to pivot exactly how you said, yeah. But it's, it's amazing how you guys have all done that and, and taken an idea and, and basically modified it as you went along. And, and, you know, you need to be laser focused, but you can't be myopic either, can you? That, that's, that's the real, that's the, exactly, that's, that's, exactly. The, that's the chemistry you have to develop. How do you balance that? Uh, it's it's a difficult balance. You kind of learn as you go, and and you, for us at least, we've received a lot of support that have helped us through that process. So the the people at the innovation factory have helped us learn and and you know how to get feedback from the market and how to how to analyze that. Um, and we've received amazing support from people connecting us to customers. McMaster has been extremely helpful. So. Uh, we've been fortunate to utilize the network in Hamilton to to help us along that path. I want to talk about next steps for all of you guys now, and and like I say, this is this is not as if uh, the, you know you guys just got started a couple of days ago and decided to hop into the competition. And, and again, that's how this competition has evolved over the last eight years because a lot of the applicants the first year we did the Lions Lair were people that just had ideas. 
And boy, boy, if we could win this thing and you know get some of this advice and uh, take advantage of the innovation factory and angel investors, maybe someday we can get this. You guys have already done a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, and now you've won this competition in varying degrees. And I, I, I want to go around uh, the table once again and say, well, what are the next steps? And uh, I'll start with you, Anita. Absolutely. So with last night's award, we're actually going to focus on developing our premium side. Um, the best part of Fleeky is really allowing the individual independent beauty professionals to really monetize their business and really talk to their consumers. So we want to be able to provide them with the best tool to do so and manage their business and actually take to the next level. So we're going to be investing a lot in the development and giving them the tools such as email marketing, SMS notifications, um, the ability to really grow their business on their own. And, and obviously, with the help of, of the folks that you, the relationships you've already established here. Absolutely. Because uh, this, this, is, this is not, and as we talked about, you know, this is not as if, thanks a lot, guys, you won the competition. They go, have a good life. Uh, these guys are always here. Yeah. From the beginning, I've, I started with Innovation Factory in 2014 with another business, and um, it's been consistent. They're always there supporting me, networking, different workshops, so many great things. And I feel like ha Hamilton is the place where I, w where I want to be, and I feel the most connected and accepted. The support system is phenomenal. Well, I was just talking with Andrew uh, Holden, of course, from Weaver Apps, and they were the first winners eight years ago. And uh, and they're doing incredibly well now, obviously, with their businesses. But Alex Ross from Gallings was here earlier this morning as well. And Alex said, you know, I was uh, on site. He said, we started working together. He says, eight years later, we're still working together as advisors and, and giving them ideas. So this is a relationship that's that's never ending right, for you right. guys. Absolutely. All right. What's going to happen with Cole? What are you going to be doing with, with age rate? Yep, so with age rate, we're still in the midst of validating the test in the clinical trial, and we hope the results will be ready for January, which is when we'll launch the product. So um, the winnings from last night's lines there are definitely going to help us with branding and creating a really detailed uh, report that's going to um, showcase your age rate and different ways you can lower your age rate. So it's definitely going to help out a lot. Uh, and again, all, all kinds of potential here, but at, at the same time, you've got these, this expertise uh, to, to go on here. Talk to us a little bit about how, how that has helped and to, to ease some of this, because, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this, but I don't want to create the impression that you guys just have to sit back and these guys do all the, the hard work and, you know, you reap the benefits of this. Uh, I'm sure there have been some sleepless nights for all of you guys as you were developing product. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a tough journey for sure. And the support from the Innovation Factory, the Forge, and local Hamilton partners, um, having our lab based here in Hamilton is a lot of help working with a lot of the researchers and doctors there. Um, so the business aspect from the Innovation Factory and then also having the technical expertise from Hamilton Health Science has been a great help. There's so many opportunities in the healthcare field for, for what you're suggesting here. And, and with the accent now on, on health and wellness and, and obviously the diet and factors are, are like this, but this plays right into that. This is, a, this is a growth industry that you're jumping into. Oh, for sure. And it's just growing. There's so many different ways to keep track of health data. People get their heart rate checked, their blood pressure. People wear Fitbits to track the amount of steps they're taking. But there currently lacks a way to truly gauge how rapidly you're aging. And that's the gap we're looking to fill here, give everyone access to this tool where they can see, okay, based on my diet, my lifestyle, how rapidly am I aging? How is this affecting my lifespan? Well, anybody that's had a physical in the last little while can understand that when their doctor looks at the results and said, you know, uh, but this is a way to actually program, or first of all, to, to monitor what's going on and, and offer alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So based on your age rate report, we're going to recommend ways where you can lower your biological age so you can extend your life. And that's what we're really aiming to do is just to help people understand how rapidly their bodies are truly aging and how the daily choices they're making are affecting that. So just to inspire people to adopt healthy life choices. We uh, 
spend a lot of time uh, in cottage countries in the summertime and, and in resort areas. Uh, our family spends a lot of time up in Collingwood, Blue Mountain. Uh, we, by the way, you should call them because uh, <laughs> uh, with, with PhotoFlow uh, and the tourism industry uh, and, and what's happening here with attractions, uh, this is a natural. I mean, everybody's going to uh, they, sh they should be looking at this because this is, this is going to grow their business exponentially. Yeah, and, and what we see globally, it's not, it's not a local trend. It's a global trend sure. where people are spending a lot more money on experiences rather than things. Um, you know, especially in the sort of developed area, we, we all have enough stuff. People want to have great experiences. And, and globally, we see that trend where, um, you know, people under 40 are spending more than any other generation on those experiences. When people go on vacation, they're spending money on experiences. People want to do new things and challenge themselves and have exciting experiences. And, and, and that trend is not a, there's not a drop in the bucket. That's a huge macro global trend. And, and uh, we're super excited to, to see where that goes. Yeah, they don't want to rock climb on a wall inside a building. They want to rock climb on a rock. Yeah, well, or even inside a building. You <laughs> yeah. Know, but they're not looking to go buy, you know, another another electronic gadget. Everybody's got enough. Like, they want to go out to experience something new and, and have something that, that they can share with their friends. So what's what's the next step for you guys? Well, we just we kind of just came through um, sort of rebooting the business. Um, I think as we talked about before, it's now a software as a service solution. Um, anyone can sign up. It's way simpler than it used to be. It's easier to onboard. So, um, so we kind of have all that all that hard work of, of changing our whole approach to how the business runs, and we're really really ready now to start sort of marketing and growing globally uh, much faster than we could before, where we had to kind of implement each client individually. Now people can onboard themselves. So, so we're really excited. You know, we, we now we're starting to get people just signing up um, I think we talked about this when we were in before you know we came in I think it was Wednesday this week and two people had signed up overnight and that's something that our business wasn't able to have before it was always selling individually so um, initial indications are great and we're looking to see that increase to have you know hundreds and hundreds of people sign up excellent uh, th this is an advanced manufacturing center I, we do some great innovation here and you guys are examples of that of course uh, and manufacturing was the base for Hamilton for generations with steel and so many other things that were being plant made here uh, but now they're looking for that technology as a matter of fact McMaster and the innovation park are doing an awful lot of that uh, as they advance Ben I, I can see your uh, company, uh, your enterprise, being a natural part of that advanced manufacturing paradigm. I mean, every company is going to say, look, we need to track our employees, our, their health, uh, because of the benefits that are going to come out to, to the company themselves. Yeah, 100%, Bill. You hit the nail right on the head with that. And it's just that, you know, um, from my past experiences as an ergonomist, uh, the current methods to, you know, to assess injury risk are essentially slow, cost, and subjective. I need to stand out there, watch workers work, I disrupt their job tasks, I'm making very subjective notes. End of the day, I still got to make calculations on this kind of stuff, but you know, it comes back to the idea of garbage in, garbage out. If I don't have a good way to track this kind of data, how do I know my results are reliable? And therefore, how can I tell I'm actually providing benefit to the worker in terms of injury prevention? So this tool fits in perfectly there because I can now provide an easy to use and objective solution to measure this kind of stuff. And what's really interesting here is that from my personal experiences, the world of I guess ergonomics and workplace injury prevention has very deep roots in the research world, which is actually uh, my initial bread and butter. And you know, I'll say that a lot of ergonomic research is inherently flawed because of the way data was collected, the kind of data we have. You know, you'd send workers to come to a research lab, you put these crazy markers on them. Once they're fully instrumented up, you tell them, "All right, act normally." Well, it's kind of hard to do that when you got a bunch of you know little reflective markers all over you. So by being able to track this kind of data while you're actually in the field, it really now blows up that opportunity to explore what's going on in terms of how can I truly 
prevent injuries or how can I truly identify injury risk by just having more objective and more accurate data? Yeah, well, I mentioned again, obviously industry is going to be interested. I would the insurance industry, I think, is probably going to have a keen eye toward this as well because everybody's looking at mitigating costs. And, and this is not doing it by slashing, uh, you know, payouts or anything like that. It's making people healthier so they don't get hurt in the first place. Yeah, hit the nail on the head right again. Uh, insurance, uh, you know, would be would be all over this for sure. Because at the end of the day, if, you know, for insurance, um, of course, you know, there's that financial impact of reducing bottom of reducing bottom lines. I'm sure you know any kind of company organization is always interested in. And today as well, you know, uh, workers aren't just workers. You know, they're much more than just their job. You know, to quote the movie Fight Club, you're more than your khakis, something along the lines of that. <laughs> But, um, you know, when, when they go home, you know, they want to play with their kids. They want to go, you know, play some, you know, shinny with their buddies. They want to hang out with their families. And when you hurt your back or your knee or something like that, you don't have that ability anymore. And it really hurts, you know, just psychologically alone. The inability to do that, you know, really, really hurts. So, at you know, end of the day, beyond just, you know, as a money-saving tool, this we're trying to, you know, improve people's lives, make them happier and healthier, improve that overall quality of life for the individual. Usually, uh, the following year, we have the first place finisher on kind of a follow up so when we talk to you guys next year Paul and say okay what's going on I, of course you're gonna be multinational international and things are gonna go well but what's what's the short-term plan now that you've won uh, short-term plan we've got uh, a lot going on right now so uh, we're trying to put pen to paper on some of our first pilot contracts uh, and Lions Lair is gonna really help us the the prizes are gonna help us protect our intellectual property further. So we're really looking forward to doing that. So you're going to want to talk to Gowlings. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're very much looking forward to that. And uh, but, this, but to that point, and to about expansion, and, and we talked about this with Alex when he was with us at the early part of the show, uh, this is uh, what a great asset and a great partner to have. I mean, these guys are an international firm. Uh, so wherever you want to expand, they say, yeah, we got a guy there. Or if they don't, they say, but I know a guy who's there. So yeah, they, they open doors for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The the generation, the lead generation we can get from people of that caliber is is extremely helpful. And we wouldn't have access otherwise. So so it's great. Now, talk about marketing and then talk about the product itself. Do you see, uh, and again, you guys have already pivoted once so when, when it comes to this, and one idea kind of morphed into another, and all of a sudden it was that eureka moment. Uh, do, how, talk about product line and what you see happening in, in the future. So right now we're really focused on on developing our stretchable conductive fibers. So again, you can imagine something like a headphone cord, uh, but much smaller, so it's closer in diameter to human hair, and you can stretch it, and the electricity flows through the fiber of the wire as it's being stretched. So right now we are trying to bring that to market, and we're talking to companies mostly in the wearable space, so people who are putting sensors into garments. The problem is now when you want to put a sensor in, it's obtrusive. Uh, it interferes with with how you're wearing the garment, and we want to make that exactly. It's uncomfortable. It's not ergonomic. We want to make that seamless. Uh, but you're still working on both streams. I mean, you, you, your original idea plus this variation that's that's obviously going to, I think, be a huge, you know, success for you guys. But I mean, you haven't you haven't abandoned anything. You're keeping your mind open about everything at this stage. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> sorry, just working with Gowling, you know, the IP library. The next steps are not just continuing on with these fibers. You know, we have ideas for biodegradable fibers that could be used in healthcare applications. Uh, we have ideas for photovoltaic fibers. We're really excited about the next steps of where we're going to go. And this is just the platform technology to get us to the next steps. Congratulations to all of you. Uh, it's It's been an incredible experience for me to, to meet you guys and to hear about these fabulous ideas and to see the success that you've already achieved. And I wish uh, you guys nothing but the best in the future. Thanks so much for being here.
thanks being a lot, here. Bill. Thank you. And thanks we'll to see you all here factory. next year, I'm sure, as, as few past winners. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.